Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, February 26th, we look at Lesson 9, Jesus the Perfect Sacrifice. Together, let's explore how Jesus' sacrifice truly paid the price. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we are, Lesson 9, Jesus, the Perfect Sacrifice, and this is what it all is, this is what it's all about. And uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14, New King James Version. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Those who are being sanctified. And, and what a great way to uh, welcome the Sabbath, Michael, right? Exactly. And uh, I'm excited about this one. And as this idea is being perpetuated and, and pushed forward, hopefully uh, we're not just thinking about it on theological terms. Mm-hmm. We're also thinking about it in practical terms. Yeah. Uh, looking at our own lives being sa- sanctified and looking at you know, the author and finisher of our faith, who is Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was just uh, teaching about this in Adventist history because uh, there were two charts that were in the early Adventists. James right. White designed one, and the center focus of the first one was the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Front and center. And then uh, before he died, he, he James White, that is, had this conversion experience, and he realized the importance of Christ as sacrifice, the importance mm. of Jesus at the heart of Adventist theology. And he had commissioned, in fact, he never even saw the end result, but he had commissioned a new chart. And at the center of that chart, if you look at that, is Jesus on Calvary. Amen. Jesus on the cross. Jesus is our sacrifice. And and I love that because this the, the author... Um, of the of the lesson for this quarter has really kind of hit home that we're talking about the sanctuary and uh, covenants and all these different things, but it really points to Jesus as that perfect sacrifice. Amen. So, Michael, tell us why were sacrifices needed according to Sunday's lesson? Yeah, great, uh, great question because um, you know it goes all the way back to to Abram or eventually Abraham. Uh, and well, even to the Garden of Eden, right? right you know, right, right. Um, this idea of this symbolism that there's something significant um, has happened and that there will be um, a sacrifice, an ultimate sacrifice for sin. And and so, yes, they, they would do this in um, uh, sacrificing an animal, for example, or yes. various other kinds of ways that we see in the Old Testament. But um, And th- that had to be really tough. I, I can't imagine actually doing that. I have a hard time. <laughs> No, I I, I I can imagine. I hate seeing things and suffering or pain, right? And mm-hmm. then to be one to inflict that pain would mm-hmm. be very difficult. Yeah, the, the, it's got to be difficult. And and not only that is, is there that symbolism of Jesus, but there's also the symbolism of freedom. And that's what Jeremiah 34 is talking about is how they had been slaves in, in Egypt and in bondage, and yet um, they were delivered. And so there's these motives again and again that we see that, that Jesus wants our freedom. He wants us to be most of all free or set free from sin. And right. uh, that's, that's God's goal for us. That's his covenant. That's that purpose of uh, redemption. And uh, and that's why sacrifices uh, were were needed. And and sometimes we just need those reminders, right? Those uh, we all need the kind of teachable moments where uh, God's trying to kind of get through our thick skulls, or at least mine. That hey, you know, I love you, I care about you, 
and uh, I have a, a plan of redemption for you as well. Um, well. Speaking of sacrifices, there were a lot of different kinds. So um, help us out with that, Buster. <laughs> well, you know, it begins off with this uh, question. What was the prayer request of Paul on behalf of believers found mm-hmm. in Ephesians chapter 3, 14 through 19? One of my favorite passages, especially as it gets to verse 20 there. But starting at verse 14 in the New American Standard Version, uh, it says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit and the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and yet that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, what is the length, what is the height and depth, to know the love of Christ, with uh, which surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled with up to all the fullness of God. Mm. Uh, I, I I love this. And what he's asking there is uh, his request is that we are actually filled not only with the presence of God, mm-hmm. but to actually comprehend what he has done for us. Mm. And I think that should be the prayer of every leader of the church, but mm-hmm. every member of the church, because if we understand and mm-hmm. we are filled, we are empowered to do what he has called us to do. Right. Yeah. And so we see here that before the new covenant, right? Before the completion of it, I, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. there was this, uh, the old covenant, uh, there's a little bit different system. So there was a lot of different offerings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now there's this once and for all offering that was offered. But before that, yeah. there was the grain offering. There was the peace and fellowship offering, mm-hmm. the sin or purification offering, the guilt uh, or reparation offering. And all these sacrifices were meant to say, God, thank you for what you've done and forgive us, right? But there's mm-hmm. a thank offering, all these different things. But now the sacrifice, everything, our yeah. thanks, our praise, our worship, mm-hmm. our sacrifice is through the lens of Jesus Christ. Mm. And so the Apostle Paul is, is saying, I'm praying for you to understand not only what Christ has done for you, but for now you to understand what he is asking of you, mm-hmm. right? Uh in my doctoral program, uh, Dr. Ken Hemphill was talking to us about that word, the fullness of God, right? Mm. The plural of God. Mm-hmm. And that that understanding uh, or that level is just saying with all of these things that God has poured into us, yeah. even though it seems like it's impossible with man, it's impossible with God. It is actually possible sure. to be filled with the fullness of God. Yeah. The more we surrender, the mm-hmm. more he's able to, to, to fill us. And so, Michael, with that being said, tell us about Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, or Jesus' perfect sacrifice. Yeah, so we've got two key texts here, Hebrews 7.27 and Hebrews 10.10. I'll be reading the first from the NIV. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people, because he sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. Mm. So I, I think this is really important to, to notice. I mean, Jesus was that sinless sacrifice. Jesus didn't, you know, he couldn't have been the sacrifice had there <laughs> been sin, right? I mean, uh, he was that perfect um, uh, sacrifice. And I, I think that's important to understand uh, because um, Jesus was like us. He was human, but then Jesus was unlike us in that he was sinless. Right. He was the son of God. And, uh, and only as the son of God, could he be that sacrifice for us too. And so, uh, and of course he offers himself. So it's a willing sacrifice. It's not God, he was forced into this, 
Um, and, and it talks about the love of God in Second Corinthians uh, constrains us. It propels us forward, right. propelled Jesus to want to be that sacrifice. And then the second uh, passage here also from the NIV, uh, 1010. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus once and for all. So I, I think this is, again, important to understand because when at the end, you know, through the judgment or whatever, um, and, and, and you know, our record comes up, so to speak, proverbial through this, this, uh, the, this so-called judgment, right? Um, and we all have to have a reckoning and final accounting. When, when God looks at us, right. he doesn't see us. No, he doesn't. He sees Jesus. <laughs> And that gives me hope. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's my record, uh, then then we're in trouble. But because it's it's the record of, of Jesus and truly he is that perfect sacrifice, we can have hope. We can have confidence that his sacrifice on Calvary, um, there's a fancy theological term, um, term efficacious. It's, yes. It has, uh, it means it makes a difference in our lives and how we live out our Christian experience. And so um, I love that. I think that's important. And um, I expect uh, as we kind of continue through the book of Hebrews through this quarter, um, having this context and keeping Jesus focal um, at front and center um, through all of this uh, is is absolutely vital. Well, uh, what is the, the cost of the cross, Buster? You know, I Thank you for asking that, Michael. According to Hebrews chapter 9, 22 to 28, I, I, when I found this, I was going over it. I read over it four or five times just because it spoke mm-hmm. to me so much. And mm. I, You know what? This is the only text I'm going to read, so I'm going to read through all of it. Do it. That's okay. New King James Version. <laughs> and according to the law, almost all, the thing, all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves, Mm. which are better sacrifices than these. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself uh, himself often as a high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood of another. He then would have had to suffer uh, suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So we should just highlight there, right? He has mm-hmm. appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. But it says, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, to those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Right? So it's telling us about Christ's work in the heavenly sanctuary, what he is doing to save mm-hmm. us. So it's not that Christ has only saved us. Mm-hmm. He is saving us, right? Mm. Um, and he is, is active yeah. in the in the salvation of man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our, not only eschatology shows this, but our understanding of, 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 of salvation in and of itself uh, speaks of this. Mm. Uh, and with, with that being said, I, I really want to bring this out. Uh, it was Bill Hull in his, in his book uh, talking about the difference of, of um, the Great Commission. But mm-hmm. he said there has to be a difference for us because uh, the lesson brings out this point uh, there at the end. Uh, it says, how should that this truth of what Christ has done for us help us to understand uh, what, uh, or it says 
Think of what you would face if you had to face punishment for your sins. Wow. How should that truth help you and understand what Christ has done for us? Mm-hmm. And he brought up this concept I didn't really think much of until right now at this moment, but the difference between effort and earning. Mm. Right? We try to so much to oftentimes earn salvation. Mercy. There's nothing we can do to earn it. Yeah. Yet still God requires our effort. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the will of man, right? So our will yeah. with his will, it does something. Uh, but there's nothing we can do to earn salvation or grace. Mm-hmm. It's given to us. It's a free gift. And Christ, even now, is he, he has earned it for us. Yeah. But now the price for us is is our effort. Mm. Um, and so I, I, I leave that with our audience as we uh, go on to uh, Thursday's lesson, Judgment and the Character of God. Michael, please share. Yeah, so this kind of brings full circle this whole thing of the sacrifice of Christ in our eschatology, which I think is kind of where we've been building to uh, through this lesson here. And I'm not going to read this whole passage from Romans, but Romans chapter 3 talks about uh, just some highlights here. Apart from the law of righteousness of God has been made known, um, but that this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. And this is important here. There's no difference between Jew and Gentile for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And and I think this is important to remember because, uh, first of all, uh, Jesus is the one who forgives us. And yes. we talk about the cost. The cost is infinite. The Son of God uh, giving of himself to be that perfect sacrifice. And when we recognize the depth, the enormity of both um, the grace of God as well as the enormity of our sins, <laughs> we begin to appreciate and realize, hey, this is something absolutely phenomenal. Yes, it is. And, and we can't earn it. We can't. We try. And we tend to think that there's some things that we do that make ourselves better, uh, you know, being proverbial, being vegetarian. So being, you know, the health message or these other kinds of things, doesn't make, that doesn't save you. Right. They're good things but it doesn't save you. And we like to think that we can make ourselves better, our righteousness, but it's actually talking about, uh, and, and even any human distinctions, Jew and Gentile, I, I don't care if it's ethnic or right. sociological or economic or whatever, um, Jesus came to break down those barriers. He came to save um, each and every one. And so this kind of brings us back full circle to this whole idea of, um, uh, what is righteousness and and that it's obtained not through our own works, but through Jesus Christ, through accepting um, uh, the merits of Jesus Christ. And and that's once you capture that um, Romans 1, 16, 17, it's other passage here that uh, we're reminded of. I'm not ashamed of the gospel uh, of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes? And then finally, at the end, it quotes the Old Testament, Habakkuk two four: "The righteous mm. will live by faith." Amen. So this idea that you know we are saved by faith in Jesus Christ uh, is so beautiful. It's so profound um, that at times, uh, even though we may think through it intellectually and say, "Oh, I believe in righteousness by faith," but somehow, at some deep level within our hearts, our sinful hearts, we want to make ourselves better. Um, and and it's <laughs> trusting it's trusting in God, uh, trusting in that amazing sacrifice of Jesus. And and by the way, when we think about this this cosmic conflict, the great controversy motif that we you know have within 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 Adventism, um, all of this comes back to understanding who God is, right? His character. Yes. Uh, and if we truly get that, we begin to realize and appreciate what an amazing God uh, we truly have. He. 
Uh, and, and the sacrifice of Jesus, you know, that's the that's the accusation of Satan. You're not really who you are. You say you are God. You know, you're right. you're you're <laughs> really just giving one one look, uh, one front. But really, it's that's not how no. um, how it is. Um, all of that is debunked for all eternity through the sacrifice of Jesus. The devil and all of those accusations are are unmasked, and we begin to see. Um, once and for all eternity, the true character of God. And that's just so beautiful, Buster. Yeah, it really is. And Michael, as you were speaking, it just re- reminded me, uh, sometimes we give the cheap versions of this, which is mm-hmm. oftentimes our outcomes are surface yeah. level, right? Yeah. We want someone to become Seventh-day Adventist. Well, what does that mean, right? <laughs> uh, there's going to be plenty of people that become Seventh-day Adventists that join the church, who are baptized, right. who are good members, who will not be in heaven, yeah. right? Yeah. And so the eternal outcomes that God is after, not only for for members, but for pastors, for leaders, for everyone, is he wants to spend eternity with us in an eternal relationship. And so I think that all of these outcomes, right, uh, the outcome of, of Christ's sacrifice on the cross was not so he can prove how great he is. It's prove that he loves us and that yeah. he wants to spend eternity with us. And now he wants that outcome for us to be, God, I love you in doing whatever it takes eternally mm. to be with you for eternity. Yeah. Right. And so I, I, I push our audience to think of those eternal outcomes mm-hmm. and not just the temporal ones. Yeah. Right. What What can Christ do for me? Christ, my my car broke down. I need you. OK, well, that's fine. And he cares about your car, but he cares more so about your salvation. Mm. He cares more so about, you know, let's talk about the deeper things. He cares not just that you were married for 50 years. He cares about that you were deeply in love with your spouse for those 50 years, right? Mm, that you were committed it's quality, to quality, not quantity. Exactly. Mm. And that's what Christ is all about. He was all about quality. Yeah. And, and I could say quantity, right? He was, yeah. he was about both. Yeah. Uh, so please, let's think about those eternal outcomes. It's uh, all about relationship. Amen. Yeah. And uh, I think with that, you know, Jesus, our perfect high priest, uh, and thinking about ways that we can um, I, I hope that we can take, you know, as Ellen White says, take a thoughtful moment to contemplate the the final acts of Jesus on Calvary. Yep. Um, and those, it, it's not just the kind of act of ritually spending that time, but it's the, it's the meaning and purpose and applying that to our lives and and letting that sink deep within our hearts and our souls. That 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 uh, truly is transformative as we surrender. Um, yeah, you know, you know, Mike. Before we end today, yeah, uh, just something that's been transforming my personal life is mm-hmm. instead of just having my regular Bible reading, mm. I choose a hymn for the day, Ooh. and and I have to read all. Uh, this morning was all five verses of I think it was nearer my God to Thee, right? Wow. And yeah. as I'm going through, I'm like I'm I'm immersed in the deep theology. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like I'm yeah. usually used to singing uh, verse one, two, and five, right? Mm-hmm. But as you go through all of them, it just hits you differently. Yeah. Uh, and so then I try to keep those words in my mind throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that that can add up to that thoughtful hour each day. So do, don't like think it. that you have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and three to four. There, that's your only time. Right. No, throughout the day, communicate with God. Think about the deep things of God, and hopefully it actually pours out of you when it's time. I like well. that. Read a hymn, sing a hymn. Yes. If you sing dare. A hymn, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and think about Christ, our perfect sacrifice. Amen. Mm. Well, I think that puts a wrap for another week. So this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. 
By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.